welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone tonight, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all God's children and all God's creation. And regardless of these trying times that we are experiencing in the world today, with the chaos and uncertainty affecting the lives and minds of so many, remember that the love and light of the living God is within all of us, even though many may not recognize or understand it. But for those of us that do, know that it is up to each and every one of us to be of divine service to this world by lending a helping hand to our fellow citizens however and whenever possible and by being loved and radiating the light of our individual mighty high on presence all throughout the atmosphere because the love of the living God within us is transformative and powerful and that loving energy is a necessity for all life and all of creation. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life. And y'all be loved. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms, if that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father, living in me, who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. 
Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But, Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own, they belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace, I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away, and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn, that I love the Father, and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. John 14 Isis Unveiled, Volume 2, Chapter 2 As a rule, the Brahmins, says Jacolio, rarely go beyond the class of Grihista, priests of the Vulcar castes, and Purihita, exorcisers, divines, prophets, and evocators of spirits. And yet, we shall see, once that we have touched the question and study of manifestations and phenomena, that these initiates of the first degree, the lowest, attribute to themselves, and in appearance possess faculties developed to a degree which has never been equaled in Europe. As to the initiates of the second and especially of the third category, they pretend to be enabled to ignore time, space, and to command life and death. Such initiates as these, M. Jacolio did not meet, for, as he says himself, they only appear on the most solemn occasions, and when the faith of the multitudes has to be strengthened by phenomena of a superior order. They are never seen, either in the neighborhood of, or even inside the temples, except at the grand quinquennial festival of the fire. On that occasion, they appear about the middle of the night, on a platform erected in the center of the sacred lake, like so many phantoms, and by their conjurations they illumine the space. A fiery column of light ascends from around them, rushing from earth to heaven. Unfamiliar sounds vibrate through the air, and five or six hundred thousand Hindus, gathered from every part of India to contemplate these demigods, throw themselves with their faces buried in the dust, invoking the souls of their ancestors. Let any impartial person read the spiritism dans le monde, and he cannot believe that this implacable rationalist, as Jacolio takes pride in terming himself, said one word more than is warranted by what he had seen. His statements support and are corroborated by those of other skeptics. H. P. Blavatsky As a rule, the missionaries, even after passing half a lifetime in the country of devil worship, as they call India, either disingenuously deny altogether what they cannot help knowing to be true, or ridiculously attribute phenomena to this power of the devil, that outrival the miracles of the apostolic ages. And what do we see this French author, notwithstanding his incorrigible rationalism, forced to admit, after having narrated the greatest wonders? 
Watch the fakirs as he would, he is compelled to bear the strongest testimony to their perfect honesty in the matter of their miraculous phenomena. Never, he says, have we succeeded in detecting a single one in the act of deceit. One fact should be noted by all who, without having been in India, still fancy they are clever enough to expose the fraud of pretended magicians. This skilled and cool observer, this redoubtable materialist, after his long sojourn in India, affirms, we unhesitatingly avow that we have not met, either in India or in Ceylon, a single European, even among the oldest residents, who has been able to indicate the means employed by these devotees for the production of these phenomena. And how should they? Does not this zealous orientalist confess to us that even he, who had every available means at hand to learn many of their rites and doctrines at first hand, failed in his attempts to make the Brahmins explain to him their secrets. All that our most diligent inquiries of the Purohitas could elicit from them respecting the acts of their superiors, the invisible initiates of the temples, amounts to very little. And again, speaking of one of the books, he confesses that, while purporting to reveal all that is desirable to know, it falls back into mysterious formulas, in combinations of magical and occult letters, the secret of which it has been impossible for us to penetrate, etc. H. P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 16 Now you've all heard us tell you that love is the fulfilling of the law. And intellectually you say, Oh yes, I know that's true, and it is just wonderful. And the next time someone displeases you, you have forgotten there was love in the universe for the moment. When the anger goes forth or the criticism or the condemnation or blame or discontent, or whatever it is, the moment that feeling is there, love is gone from your world. Now just how much and how real do you want this love to become in your world? How much supply do you require in your world? Let us transmute this now. Instead of thinking that supply to you and your world means money or things or opportunities, will you not, from tonight, remember that the eternal supply you require in your world is the supply of this love? Where love is, lack cannot be. So, what you require in the channel of supply is the flame of love from the angelic host that holds within it, the fullness of every good thing. Now you might say to me, well, the flame of love from the angels won't bring an automobile to me. It doesn't contain an automobile in there. How do you know it doesn't? Where do you think the ideas came from that first built an automobile to begin with? They came out of that flame of love and nowhere else. Therefore, if an idea could come forth, anything else can come forth. Energy comes forth, consciousness comes forth, substance comes forth, feeling comes forth. And when love comes forth, there is not of imperfection. Please believe me, precious ones. People need love, not the things of this world. Isn't the world full of things? Aren't your own worlds full of things? And still, you're not free from your problems, you're not free from your limitations, you're not free from the desires that keep you constantly under tension. You're not free from your problems or limitations, and there is only one freeing power in all the universe, and that is the sacred fire of immortal love from the great mighty I am presence in the great central sun. You may rage and rebel, you may weep, you may plead. You may become depressed or become angry and defiant all you want to, but so long as you exist in this universe you will be under the law of this demand from the great central sun, that perfection come forth from its love. 
And he who is wise will not be concerned with the human desires and limitations of this world, but he will fill himself or herself and this world with that immortal flame, and the action of its cosmic law of love from the great central sun, that comes into the physical world to produce perfection and to bless all. People can struggle, people can work, people can dominate. But one day every ounce of energy has to be purified, requalified with that immortal love until it becomes a living flame or sun of the presence of eternal perfection, ever expanding its happiness and blessing to all. I could talk to you for a thousand years, and every time I will ever talk to you, I will tell you this again. Beloved Archangel Michael If the earth is taking its initiation in love, which it is, while hate has run rampant, then if there were only a handful of people calling the immortal laws victorious authority, power, and action of the great love of the angelic host into the physical octave to blaze its sacred fire everywhere, whoever would do that would automatically be disconnected from the destruction of the outer world. You might stand amidst the wreck of worlds, if that were possible, and with your attention to your beloved I am presence and acknowledging and demanding that the victory of its immortal love come into you and possess you and make you all of itself, you would stand untouched by that which mankind has created of discord. The great beings of the angelic host who come under my direction have, century upon century, poured their flame of love into the holocaust of hate, and their love is that which today holds the earth in its orbit. And if it is a strong enough flame to keep an entire world on its axis and circling its own orbit, do you not think it's great enough to run your world? The world is a physical thing, and if it keeps the world in its orbit, it controls physical action then, doesn't it? You might call it magnetic force. You may label it anything you please from the electronic standpoint, but in the ultimate, it is the flame of our love from the great central sun that governs all energies action harmoniously. And it will govern all the energy in your world harmoniously and compel it to yield perfection to you, so long as you make yourselves the law of its victorious action in the physical world. Unless this flame is drawn into the business world, you do not have protection for constructive activity, for I tell you, all protection for that which is constructive has to be the flame of our love. And that is why the angelic host are co-workers with the seven mighty Elohim, who are known as the seven builders of this system of worlds. The angelic host are their co-workers, and without the flame of love from the legions of angels who govern constructive activity on this earth, you would not have an earth, you would not have a humanity, you would not have existence here. Since that love in the great central sun is great enough to give you existence here, do you not think it's great enough to run your affairs successfully? If it can run a whole planet around its orbit, surely it could run you around your world successfully, laughter. Don't you think so? You don't know love. You don't know what's within it. You haven't the slightest concept or you'd use it all the time, and not a human being on the earth could ever persuade you to do otherwise. Beloved Archangel Michael, 